This is old Blois. And uh, what I want to do today is I want to tell you about this old boy that lives down here named Johnny Bill Cole. And uh, Johnny Bill, he is about 20 year old. And uh, he's lived down here all of his life. And uh, he ain't much good for nothing. But they say, uh, or he claims to be a ladies' man. And I guess he is because he's got uh, these girls buzzing around him all the time. And and uh, they, they think a whole lot of Johnny Bill. I don't know why, but... I guess he does look nice, I, I guess, but uh, he does have a lot of girlfriends, and he is a, a ladies' man, but he ain't good for much else. But anyway, that's that. Uh, that's just my opinion. But anyway, before I can tell you about Johnny Bill, I've got to give you some of the background to this story so you'll understand what it is that I'm telling you about. See, uh, way back under about, uh, oh, been about uh, 30 years ago, uh, they built this place down here, and they called it a Narvis Hospital is what they called it. And it was for people that, for whatever reason, they couldn't take care of themselves. And they was, what they said they had Narvis diseases. Now, I don't know what that means, but all I can tell you is that they got to the to the extent that they couldn't take care of themselves, and they put them in that they refined them in that uh, nervous hospital, and uh, it it was a good uh, is still a good building. I mean, it had uh, uh, it had uh, you know central heat, uh, you know with the. Uh, a good furnace down there and had air conditioning and uh, they built it uh, it had two dormitories a girls dormitory and a boys dormitory and they was they had separate doors you know the boys went in one door and the girls went in the other one and they had petitions between them you know and uh, they could they could mingle out on the grounds, you know, if, if they come outside, the boys could mingle with the girls. But see, they kept them plumb separated when they got in the house. They had to, they had to go in separate doors, and uh, they was uh, they was kept separated, you know. So this place stayed open down here about twenty years, and they had a doctor that worked down here. Uh, a, a couple doctors actually for a while they had two doctors and uh, they worked down here and they would talk to the people and you know give them what they called counseling and and uh, try to help them you know uh, get back on their feet and uh, I don't know if they helped anybody or not I know they tried I know they done the best they could but I don't know of anybody that ever got back on their feet. Now, I didn't know everybody that was down there. And I didn't, you know, that place was kind of, well, what they, uh, isolated. It, it, they, you know, they didn't encourage visitors down there. And so 
I never did go down to that hospital. I'd pass it, and uh, I really had more contact with it than anybody else because later on I started delivering milk down there. But uh, they, they didn't encourage visitors down there, so like I say, I I don't know if they helped anybody or not. I know they tried to. But anyway, about 10 years ago, that place closed. They sent all the people down to a hospital in West Memphis. And uh, so this place was empty, but it was still a good building. And uh, so different ones of us got to talking about you know, how that building could be used because uh, it was built on city property and uh, didn't nobody claim claim ownership of it. And finally, the city took over the building. And, uh, of course, this ain't much of a city down here. I I say that, you know, the town took over the building. And uh, we was trying to figure out something to do with it. And people had all kinds of ideas, but none of them wasn't no good. And, uh, but finally, the situation kind of took care of itself, if you understand what I mean. Because a problem, we got, we had this problem down here, and it started getting worse and worse. And uh, what would happen would be that they had these people that come in down here and they didn't have no place to live. And uh, they would... uh, They would kind of live down here, you know, and stay in barns and, and, uh, and corn cribs. And... And they would pick up whatever wasn't nailed down. And uh, they'd try to sell it to make them a little money. And, uh, you know, I can kind of understand what these people was doing. I mean, I can kind of understand what made them do that. Because if you are hungry, you're going to steal. And that's just all there is to it. And, you know, if you think you wouldn't, you just get hungry one time and you'll find out that, uh, you know, they didn't, now it might have been their fault. Some people said it was. Said if they was any count, they would, uh, they would get them a job. Well, that might be true. I don't know. And they said some of them was lazy. Well, some of them was lazy. And, uh, they, they, there's probably lots of different reasons why these people didn't work, but the, the don't make no difference what the reasons was. Somebody had needed to take care of them, or at least that was my opinion. Because I don't think it's right to leave people hungry and cold and out in the weather. I think you've got to give them some help. I believe it's the only. Christian thing to do, and that's my opinion. So it don't matter, you know, what made them do what they was doing. The problem was that they was out there, and something needed to be done for them. That's all there was to it. Uh, one time, 
one of them people walked off with one of my cows. And uh, so I took the dogs and I tracked him and I, I caught up with him. And and I told him, I said, I, I understand that you're hungry and uh, that you ain't got no place to live. And I said, if you come down here, I'll give you a job. And uh, you can work and you can uh, have all the, uh, you can have money and then you won't have to steal. And he told me he appreciated it, but I never did see anything else or hear anything from him. So he uh, he didn't want to work. He was just he just listening to me, and, and but he didn't want to work. He was lazy. Well, that that's neither here nor there. Some of them are, some of them ain't. But anyway, we had a meeting down here, and. Uh, and what I tried to tell them, I said, you know, whatever the reason is, I said, we've got a problem down here because people are down here walking off with their stuff, stealing it. And uh, I said, they they live on the streets and they ain't clean and they don't keep the the town clean. And I said, we've got to find something to do for them. And I said, it would would cost us some money to do it. But I said, it's costing us money now because we're having to clean the streets. We're having to, you know, we're getting stuff stolen from us. And uh, so we might as well, you know, do something uh, constructive to help these people out. So... We decided what we would do was to put these people in this what was what was uh, the nervous hospital. It ain't it ain't that now. Like I told you, it closed, but the building was still good, and so we decided that we would let anybody that wanted to move into that hospital, and we said that the women would uh, stay in one side. And the men would stay in the other dormitory, just like it was when, when it was a nervous hospital. And uh, then we said that what they would do is that they would get out, uh, and they could hunt them up a job in the daytime, and work if they wanted to. If they didn't, that was their business. But I said they can't stay there in the daytime. They got to go out and 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 uh, you know hunt them a job. And then if they if they can come back at night and they can sleep there and they can get them a shower, get cleaned up, and uh, maybe it'll, it'll make them uh, better people, you know, and maybe it'll make them want to work, but at least they'll be out from underfoot and they won't be messing up the streets and, and uh, messing up the, the countryside the way they are now. And so we passed a, a tax, and lot, we got a lot of people that didn't want to do it, and they was they was raising sand about it. But uh, you know, preacher Crockett, I, I made it sound like I was a, a rang leader, and I wasn't. You know, preacher Crockett and old uh, old Carl was in in his own way. He was uh, in you know encouraging it and. Uh, uh, old, old Flossie Butts. She had a hand in it too. You know, the church had a hand in it. Uh, 
but they they passed this tax and uh, collected money, and now they've got this uh, homeless, what they call a homeless shelter down there. And I can tell you right now that it's a lot better down here as far as the uh, as far as the place being clean and people being clean. You don't have nasty people, you know, walking the streets for the most part. You don't, and so it's uh, it's helped the situation quite a bit. And uh, I know I started out. T- t- uh, telling you that I was going to tell you about Johnny Bill Cole, who was this latest man down here, and I'm going to, but I had to, see, uh, I had to let you know about this uh, nervous hospital and this homeless shelter because it plays a part in the story. But I'm going to quit right now and and uh, publish this podcast and then I'll tell you the rest of the story uh, later on. But uh, I've, I've talked long enough right now. So I'll be back with you in a day or two, and, and I'll tell you the rest of the story.